Hi guys and welcome back to the Noirville Experience. I'm Zaria. And I'm Aziza. And we're back. This is episode 22. So before you do anything, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a rating and a review. It's very important to us. We're at 50 um, ratings right now. So you know, help us get to 100, period. Yeah, we want to get to 100 by um, next month. <laughs> period. So <laughs> make sure you rate and review and share. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Share us on social media. It's all very important. And we appreciate it so, so much. Yes, and if you tag us, then we'll be able to repost as well. Um, yes. That's a wonderful experience. Yes. And also, um, if you have a black business, hello, reach out to us. We will promote you on an episode. Like, what are y'all so scared of? Literally for free. For free. Like, we want to help the people. We are for the people. So reach out to us and we will promote you. Period. Per. So Let's get on into it. Today's episode is all about Black extended families. So we're talking the dynamics, the good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) In in our experiences, I just want to put a little disclaimer. Like, we're not saying these are all Black families at all whatsoever. We're just saying, like, this all sparked from me and Aziza talking about similarities between our extended families and just how we know, like, people we know personally, their extended families. Like, there's a lot of similarities. If this doesn't apply to you and your family, let it fly, baby. It's okay. Do not try to come for us, period. Right, right. Because we are not, or we don't ever claim to be experts, 100% experts on anything. We just, you know, know what we've experienced, and that's what we talk about. But um, I definitely want to start off by just speaking about my experience with my extended family um, on both sides, my dad's side and my mom's side. I grew up around a lot of extended family uh, particularly on my dad's side, I spent every weekend at uh, my cousin's house. It was literally my dad would drop me off. I would be with my two cousins and my aunt. And literally, it was like that was my house. Uh, I still look at that place, that their house as one of, you know, my houses um, where I really, you know, just grew up as a person. And also on my mom's side, like, I spent a lot of time with my extended family. I even lived with my extended family during college. So um, I've been able to be around a lot and benefit and just, you know, enjoy spending time with, you know, people that are extended or outside of just the immediate family. What about you, Zaria? Okay, so um, I will say definitely growing up, I spent a lot of time with my dad's family. So like my dad's mom was a huge part in raising me. Um, I spent every weekend at her house and 
summers I was there for like the bulk of the summer even to this day honestly people think like that was my house like people think I lived there like they think that's where I'm from and I just be like yeah whatever like I'm not about to try to explain this but like yeah that's like my second home um so yeah I spent a lot of time with my grandma um in that house was like uncles um cousins of course so I think I was more engulfed in my dad's side of the family than my mom's extended family per se um it's not to say that I'm I don't have a relationship with my mom's extended family I do but that isn't like I wasn't there like in their households frequently it was more so occasional like events and things like that um yeah And, and I feel like for me sometimes it gets hard when I talk about extended family with my dad, because um, as some of you may know, my dad is Nigerian and my grandfather had a lot of children and the children are all over the world. So even when I speak about the extended family that I was around, it was a very small, close knit, um, a few selection of people because, you know, we living in, some of us are living in different countries, damn near. Um, So it was like trying to, I guess, like when I talk about my extended family is only, it doesn't even touch like half of, (laughs) half of the whole family tree. You know what I mean? Um, But also just speaking about the positivity of just being around extended family, it really helped me a lot growing up, just understanding who I was and, you know, having that like, Sometimes your parents not going to tell you everything, you know, but the people in your extended family, they were around as well. So they can give you a lot of insight and um, and like a lot of like funny anecdotes and things like that about either your parents or just like your grandparents or other family members, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and also, I want to note that, like, when we say extended family for us, that is the people who were not in our household. Right. And I understand, especially for a lot of Black people, like, that that could be anybody. Like, you know, some people are raised in a household with their grandparents, with their aunts and uncles, with their cousins. Like, so I feel like the lines are a little blurred, but for us our extended family would be our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, our grandparents, et cetera. Like, you know? Yeah. Like I'm referring to my parents' siblings and then their children and then, of course, grandparents. But right. Right. Um, yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Um, yeah, I just, because I feel like I just want to, like, put a little, you know, beginning thing. Like, I hope you know, people don't just be like, oh my God, like we're talking about all the negative things, you know? Cause I feel like we've definitely, of course, like we love our families, like we love our extended families. And so I don't want anyone to hear it and think that we're like talking about anyone specifically or, you know, just kind of like being negative about our experiences with our extended families. Cause that really shaped who we are as people. Yeah, and like you said, it is our experience, so you can't get mad at stuff that happened. Like, 
what do you want us to do <laughs> like i know i just i just wanted to kind of like preface this that's what i said like i feel I like want to feel offended yeah hopefully you don't get offended hopefully no one is offended but like at the same time you can't get offended at someone's experience you know yeah but yeah anyway you want to start um we're gonna get into the next point so something that i found that was common amongst a lot of black extended families are like the older women in the family and what role they play in regards to the younger women in the family now this is not to say that all aunties and grandmas and older cousins do this but i will say it has been something that is a similarity for myself and a lot of people where you have that aunt or whoever they may be and they're constantly like being hypercritical of the younger women in the family so you might have a cousin who you know your cousin you guys are in the same age group but just simply because of the fact that maybe she hangs around a lot of boys or she chooses to dress a certain way the older women in the family will be like she's fast or she's boy crazy and this this and that and it's like why like why are you doing that right and you kind of feel like they have these unfair or just like unrealistic lens on women in the family the younger women but not it doesn't apply to the men in the family never like it always about the younger women yeah why is that and i feel like that is especially a thing for black people because it's always this and then it'll be like oh um when you're around certain men in the family they might be like oh don't you shouldn't be dressed like that don't dress like that around him or you know go cover up around so and so why though why do you have to put the blame or put all of the burden on the girl like if she can't wear something around a male figure in the family the issue is with the male in the family right let's talk about that (laughs) like right because i was that has definitely happened to me where i was told to cover up in my own home and i'm like for what my house and it messed me up for a little bit because I'm like yo like what like what is she trying to say right or like what are you trying what are you to, trying to suggest yeah right like and it made me feel so uncomfortable but it's also it makes you think like what have you endured in your life that makes you look at men from that lens you get what i'm saying like why are you projecting that onto me i had an aunt come to my house one time and i literally had on like volleyball type shorts and a fucking t-shirt and she was like oh why are you wearing that i'm like bro there's no one here but like my little sister and my dad and she was like yeah that's exactly what i mean like you shouldn't be wearing that and i'm like bitch my dad <laughs> like yeah like you trying to say like are you okay right and that that's a, that's the thing with me too i'm like like who 
who's here? I'm trying to understand. No, that you think something could, or something could, someone's looking like what? I don't like. I don't even want to say but this. You have to sense. think like what? But I then you have to feel sorry for them because what happened to you in your life that you feel the need to project that onto me? You know, right? It's crazy. And it's then crazy. from there, it's like you just have to. Like, uh, so many people our age have aunts that are just so judgmental. Like, yeah. why do you have to criticize everything that we do? And then it, and then it's like, we have to hear it because either our parents are telling them or they come around and they just automatically feel like they should voice their opinion. And sometimes it'd be the aunts that you don't even see but once a year. It's like, you don't even know me. Like, who are you to tell me anything? You know? Yeah, I don't like when people talk about me in general. Don't talk about me. I'm quick to say that. Don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. When I hear, when I hear my mom on the phone and I hear my name come up, I be eavesdropping so hard because I need to know who you're talking to. Oh, if it's somebody... If it's somebody that I don't even talk to, like a family member, a distant family member, yeah, who don't even, they don't even reach out to me. That'd be the headbanger. It'd be the people who don't even reach out to you or nothing. Yeah, so much to say. And your name is being brought up. Don't, don't worry about me. Worry about your own kids, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> that blows me, bro. But yeah, we on to you aunties. It's over for y'all. <laughs> right. Let's be more positive in 2021. Okay? Let's let's think more positively. Um, but also when it comes to extended families, um, I think one thing that I would want to touch on is this whole like it takes a village kind of mentality when it comes to families, because you see a lot of children who are like born in the same generation a lot of them are raised together like that is that's the case for me for a lot of my cousins and I know with you as well where it's like we're cousins but we were raised as siblings and so we were we grew up together we did a lot of things together we were disciplined together um and a lot of our experiences are together even though we weren't living in the same household um, yes, that's definitely a common thing. And I will say that that is one of the things that I fear that my children won't have. Do you ever think about stuff like that? Yeah, I think about it because, um, there was so much of my life where I wasn't connected with a lot of my family members. And so I made it a point when I got older to like reconnect with a lot of, you know, extended family, because in my mind, that's like one of the things I thought about, you know, I don't want to just continue down this path. And then I have kids and my kids don't have a connection with my family because I lost the connection with the family. Like it's up to the parent to right. that bond. So um, I've definitely thought about that. And that's a lot of the reason why I, you know, try to keep in touch with extended family as much as I can because, you know, I think it's important for children to grow up around 
not just siblings, but, you know, cousins. Cousins. Cousins are so important. Like, growing up, my cousins was everything, like, literally. So I I fear that for my kids, especially since, like, for me, to give context, like, um, I have three siblings. My brother is the only one with children. um, And all his children don't live in the same state as me. So some are in Georgia and some are in Vermont. My kids are not going to grow up with his kids. You know what I mean? So it just sucks. Like, I don't know who my kids is finna play with. Like, my friend's kids, yeah. Like, those will be their cousins too. But, like, like blood family, I really don't know, like, how that's gonna play out. And it kind of scares me. Yeah, it's it's something I I think about a lot. And uh, my brother is in South Carolina with his two children. Um, So knowing me... Ain't no way I'm living in South Carolina. So I've always told myself the same thing. Like, how am I going to make this work? You know, like how when I have children. But it's just, I think it just comes down to, we just have to put in like, you know, a little bit more effort than some people who, you know, have the family like in the same state. But like, I think it's just good that you're thinking about it now. Like, we're going to, don't worry, like, we're going to make this work. (laughs) Yeah, it's by force at this point. Right, it's by force. <laughs> I need my kids to, like, have that cousin feel like, girl, you messing with me? I'm going to call my cousin, period. <laughs> I don't care. Like, you have to have that. You have to. Yeah, and the, and that's the thing with my, my, my cousins. Like, I know that if I need something, I know I can call them. And they're going to come through. Yeah, we may get into arguments like siblings do. Yeah, they may get on my nerves. But at the end of the day, the bond that we have, I know that they got my back 1,000%. And I want my kids to feel the same way about their cousin. Um, So it's so important. Um, But then I also think back to when I think about my childhood, there's so many times where I can literally just call my cousin and be like, yo, do you remember what happened when we went to this place or this place? Because we spent so much time together, mm-hmm. I can literally piece like a lot of different scenarios by calling my cousin. Like it's not just, you know, my siblings and me and my my siblings and I have large age differences. Mm-hmm. So that's another aspect where like Cousins for me have really played a huge part in my life because, like, all my siblings are like at least eight years different, with the youngest being fifteen year difference. So, like, a lot of my life was spent with cousins because either the ba- the brother was a baby or <laughs> like it was just just too many two different generations. You know what I mean? So. <sighs> I'm happy that I experienced that, but you know, we we definitely like as black people, we should definitely keep that going because I know a lot of people in my family, especially the older generations, they were really, really, really close. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they, they were closer back then. And than that goes into another now. thing, like where we were talking about the whole respectability thing and like how I know for me and my mom's side of the family. 
her cousins who she grew up with they grew up as like siblings almost we have i have to call them like aunt and uncle even though they're my cousins i have to call them aunt and uncle like out of mm-hmm. respect yeah yeah the um i have the same thing as well but um my dad's side like it's it's definitely just a form of respect um we do it like not even with like your parents cousins like your own first cousin if there's like a 15 year age difference you're calling them aunt um or uncle um just that's just like in african culture it that's just like what we do and then if it's a if it's a if it's like what you said where it's like your parents sibling or someone that's close to your parents then we have like different names for them but it's a name that's higher considered like a higher respect than even on if that makes sense right and right. also in case you guys don't know cuz i feel like maybe people may have missed out on your dad's side is nigerian your mom's side is african american right and then my family both sides african american so like these are like the different i guess perspectives we have from both mm-hmm. sides from, from both cultures yeah yeah um so the next thing we're going to get into is all the taboo stuff okay so all the stuff that they say in the black extended families what happens in this family stays in this family. Don't go telling family business per, okay? It's a yeah. lot of that. You saying per, the people be in therapy in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> per on that, okay? Because that's not healthy. I have watched enough Iyanla episodes to understand that that mentality don't work. It does not work. People hold on and harbor on those type of things for their entire lives. I don't know how people were doing it back in the day. It's crazy. Like, nobody wants to talk about it. It's very... Talk about the elephant in the room. It's very weird, especially... I have this definitely on both sides of my family. Um, I feel like on my mom's side, it's a bit more complex and... um, My parents are open, so, like, I'm able to ask them questions and stuff. But I know for a lot of people, they're not able to ask those questions about those extended family secrets and stuff. Like, oh, why is so-and-so, why do they call so-and-so mom, even though this person is their mom? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of that confusion. Like, oh, this person was adopted. Why? even though they're they have siblings who were not put up for adoption like it's a whole lot of that right <laughs> and, and it's like, can someone explain it to me and then everybody is just quiet like i don't want to talk about it right and you you vote like i feel like our parents have always been different too because You've always said how your parents are open and my dad is not. So there is no asking of questions. It's just what I can either listen in by eavesdropping or I just won't know. Um, That's just something that I've always been like, you know, why doesn't anyone want to talk about 
this like it's so obvious or like is it is it that big of a deal that we can't talk about it um because i feel like everyone deserves ex well i guess not everyone deserves to know your business but if you're in the family someone should be explaining these things because it's gonna come up eventually yeah absolutely and not just like secrets like it'll go into like whatever it may be sexual assault like we said there there be predators in families and people Mm -hmm. will literally just ignore that or if it happens and the victim is even able to share because because we know that a lot of times um victims aren't you know strong enough or don't feel comfortable with sharing but let's say they do share so many people know what happened and still don't want to talk about it or do anything and just say let's just sweep it under the rug let's just forget about it etc cetera, etc cetera. like no yeah it's always like oh like don't be telling family business baby i don't talk about family business <laughs> i don't care i really right. don't Right, and I think it was a special moment with me and my aunt on my mom's side where it just got to the point where she kind of was like, you know, I want to tell, I want to tell someone my life story, um, essentially, and she eventually ended up telling me a lot of the stories that happened in her life that, you know, were kind of swept under the rug or you know, no one really talks about. It was, you know, that that time in life, right, that nobody wants to think about. And it got to the point where I watched her, like, actually call people out about situations, like, eventually. And I'm talking, like, 30 years later. And it was crickets. Like, people were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like... I have no clue what you're talking about at all. So it was just kind of crazy to see like someone actually call someone out in the family and that person be like, that happened? I don't know. Right. Acting like they don't know nothing. You know what happened. You was there. You remember it. Right. That's the messed up part about it. And that's why a lot of people in black families just don't say anything because it's like, oh, this person is just going to write me off. Like, whatever. Right. And then there's something else to to even talk about when it comes to religion because a lot of people in black families they get saved or you know they you know just find Jesus Christ and that's beautiful but don't try to be think you can forget your past you know like a lot of people just they feel like well that either that they, they don't want to remember that that part of them happened or Um, They just try to, you know, push it out of their mind because they feel like, okay, now I'm in a new space in my life. But there's a lot of, you know, like the religious family members in the the, Black extended families that are hypocritical because they talk down about what we're doing now, but they don't want to speak about what they used to do. Absolutely. And it's, it's honestly, I, that makes me so sick, 
especially when it comes to them like forgetting things in the past like that is a thousand percent a thing especially in my mom's family and that just it just made me sick <laughs> it makes right. me sick it's like you know you know what happens you know and i understand that we are you know or you you're in a new space in life and a new in a new headspace you are you know have more faith and you want to move forward but that doesn't mean that's fine but that don't mean that whatever happened before didn't happen and that's why i just don't be having respect for certain people like i don't care and on top of that i don't like this is me like i feel like our generation is now the generation like we are calling people out on stuff and if we don't like something like we will very much let it be known like that's toxic that's you know generational trauma and you're trying to pass this on and i don't like that like we are the generation to do that yeah because we're actually talking about things yeah and for me my mom be getting low-key upset that I be calling people out, but I be like, I don't like that, and I don't like her, so I'm not going to talk to her, and I don't respect her, and my mom, you know, obviously, we... Because you're you're direct, you're like... I'm so, very direct. So direct. <sighs> I think the, that's what it is. It's just so direct that, like, no one can handle it because no one is expecting that because... Yeah as a community been that direct with our elders or you know people in the family that are older yeah and that's another thing with black families and i feel like this is probably for a lot of like ethnic families in general like just because they're a elder or older than you you're supposed to have respect for them no baby respect is earned i'm sorry if you don't show me respect or i feel like you don't respect my mother like you don't respect my mom or my dad, I'm coming crazy. I'm sorry. Like I treat my parents like my kids. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not about to disrespect them. I'm sorry. So when my mom will tell me certain things that certain people said to them or did to them, yeah, I don't have respect for them. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't have respect for you. I don't give a fuck. Don't talk to me. I don't need to have no, nothing to do with you. I don't care. But because we come from this type of family where it's supposed to be, oh, you respect your elders and blah, right. blah, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I really don't care. I don't. See, now on the African side of me, that ain't going to fly. Okay? <laughs> That's not going to fly know. at all. Okay? I can't even... When I tell you respect is so huge, I can't even say hi anymore. It has to be hello. So all that, that's not going to fly on my on my. That's why I'll be like, yo, Aziza, every day I tell her, you are such a respectable child. Mm -hmm. Like, I praise this girl all the time because the way my mouth is set up. And I'm such a nice person. That's the craziest part. Like... Aziz, you know, I am so nice. I'm very, I just don't, I half the time I don't even say anything, but it's like, I don't like disrespect. Yeah. You and, tried it. Don't try you, it. You're going to say something. That's, that's Especially, the thing. You're going to say something. I, feel like, I may just walk away or whatever, but you're going to say something. And then you'll walk away. <laughs> like, okay, if it's warranted, cool. Like, you can, you know 
say what you got to say to somebody or whatever. But I don't like people disrespecting, especially my mom, because my mom is such like a nice person. She does anything for anybody. She's here to talk to you anytime. Like she will do anything to help anybody. So right. I don't like when people come for my mom. I don't play that. I will literally act like you don't exist. Come for her for like, bro. You will. You. She it will be stuff sense. you cannot imagine. It will be stuff you cannot even imagine. Like, I want to say stuff so bad, but I know my mom is going to be so mad at me. So I'm not going to say it. Right. But it just be certain people that is like, okay, you know what? I'm going to block your number. And then they be begging to have my number. No. Tell them no. They cannot have my number. You cannot have my number. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you. Period. You don't need my number. I'm going to just block it. Yeah. Try to hit me up. So don't, you don't need it. That'd be the shit right there. That religious... Okay, there's also another side to it. I do feel like church and religion is like a big way for black families to come together if it's done right. And I like that. I see, like I've seen a lot of families come together through church. My family, um, on my dad's side, they have like prayer calls um, where they come together and they, you know, it's just like the time to, you know, be on, you know, communicate with each other through the prayer. Uh, and a lot of my childhood, I went with my family to church. And, you know, those are just some of the things that I always keep with me. I always remember, you know, having my entire family just together on either Easter or something like that, you know, um, in church and just having that connection with other family members. Yeah, I definitely feel like... um for me growing up, like my grandma tried to instill religion into me. Obviously, I was like really young, so I couldn't really grasp it. But now that I'm an adult and I'm coming into my own like spiritual journey, like I remember all those things and I really do appreciate that. Like it's she such tried a foundation. to. Yeah, it's a foundation. So um, I love that about Black families. I really, really do. Like, I love that part. Um, what else we gonna talk about finances? Let's get yeah, into let's it. Let's talk about let's talk about money because this is probably the number one problem. I feel like this is is somebody always got some issue when it comes to money. Always in a black family. I don't know why, but I just think this is just a lot of people are gonna relate to this. It's every day arguing over money. Literally. Why is it that every time somebody dies, it's a big ass brawl over, <laughs> over the money, over the house, over the possessions? Oh my God. Why we need to stop that, people. Please, as a race, as an ethnic group, please let us just stop fighting over money i want us but that's why people need to people if you have some kind of property or something go ahead and just make the arrangements to know what's going to happen after you know you pass because you never know people get crazy when it comes to money people get crazy and i don't think that's ever going to not be the case because it's it's money like so I would rather just have someone make the arrangements already, be clear what that person wanted, and anybody who hates it, 
well, that's what the person wanted, and that's just what's going to be done. Like, it's never going to not be the case. People are going to always be crazy when it comes to stuff like that because it's money. Like, it's sad to say, but people always feel entitled. Yes, it's always entitlement. It's always... And it's like, bro, you what are you going to do with this little $5,000, $6,000? You're not going to do anything smart with it half the time. So why are you going to disown your auntie over it? Because they view it as a come up. It's not a come up, baby. This is not income. This is a one-time payment. Relax. It's literally like I... After seeing that, literally, I've seen it on both sides of my family, but especially my dad's family, like, bro, it got nasty, like, very disgusting, Mm -hmm. people accusing people of stealing, it was just a lot, and I'm like, it really is not giving all of this, like, y'all need to calm down, and why, like, now... Like, do you think the person who passed away would want this for their That's family? That's the biggest part. That's what I'm saying. Why would you, why are you acting like this? The person who passed away would never want to see all of this commotion come about because of that. Like, no one ever stops to think, like, maybe, that wow, this person is in heaven crying right now to seeing all this chaos going on. Nobody ever thinks about that facts it's facts like i know my grandma be looking down like this is an atrocity this is so (laughs) this is so terrible like y'all done it's a fool like niggas really acted a fool like it's crazy to me like wouldn't you think losing somebody so important would bring you closer together niggas said nah (laughs) niggas said nah fuck that I want my my couple G's. Oh my yeah. God. It's really not worth it, baby. The money is gone. Now what? You don't got no family. Nobody like you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody like you no more. Yeah. What you gonna do? It's um it's also just very interesting because um I know on my dad's side, his dad like has a lot of children, y'all like a lot of children and he has an estate and the estate as long as you're a child you are um a part of that estate you know um legally or whatever but he has so many that I always wonder how come they don't argue more because you would think that people would be fighting over like power the power of the state or like just like who's controlling what because obviously when you control it you get more money um and i've seen that happen like i've seen family members argue over who should be controlling it like it's just been a little bit of drama i wouldn't say too too much because i feel like i don't know i just feel like on my dad's side everyone's more passive aggressive and nobody actually wants to like curse you out and they'll be the type to just get upset and just like go like not even speak to anyone you know so there's never really too much like craziness but like it happens even on my dad's side people just arguing over money like it's crazy 
I haven't seen it happen on my mom's side yet, but I'm hoping it never does because, you know, we're just such, we're like a closer, like smaller family. So um, I'm just hoping that nothing happens. God forbid. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like everybody needs to get their affairs in order. Let's do that. If you have anything that's worth that's something. The word. That's what I was, that's the word I couldn't figure out. Affair. <laughs> get your affairs in order. Get your power of attorney or the person you yeah, want to like. And make sure you trust them. All that good stuff. Like, please, I'm begging you because you do not want the foolery to be going down. You don't want to end up I mean, there's no more Iyanla fix my life, but you don't want to end up on one of them shows and having to fix your family. Like, y'all don't understand how deep it be. Like, these families, these black families be messed up, like, messed up, like, tore up over money, over little stuff that doesn't even matter at the end of the day. Like, it's sad. Like, don't forget what that quote-unquote money or uh, uh, property or whatever represents. You know, it's it's someone's life. It's someone's legacy. Yeah. Like, be respectful. Do you want to talk about borrowing money now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another thing when it comes to finances in Black families. You know, we all know that sometimes you may uh, go through a hard time and you will rely on your family. You know, you may have to ask family for money and that's okay. Like, you know, if you need to borrow money, that's what family, in my opinion, that's what family score is to help you. Right. But what happens when you start to get into arguments with family members because of your borrowing of money maybe it's consistent this is all the time or maybe you know you're upset because the person is kind of questioning you a little bit on what you need the money for like I think that happens in my family a lot where it's like I'm the person is borrowing another person money but they want to know where that money is going and that makes the other person feel some kind of way like are you trying to control me because you gave me money? Um, why just because you give me money doesn't mean you have to be all up in my business? Like it's a lot of that kind or of. Or if they if they gave you money, they feel like you're indebted to them. Like you and need if they ask you to do something, you have you to have do to do it because you know they borrowed you that money. Yeah, and I feel like this goes into just like. The whole, like, systemic oppression of Black people, I hate to get that deep into it, but it's true because it's very, you, it's very rare that you find a whole Black extended family who is just doing well. Everyone is just doing okay. It doesn't have to be everyone is wealthy, no. But, like, you never have those families where everyone is just okay and no one's struggling in life, you know? It's always disproportionate. So you have these very few people who are doing very well. And then on the opposite end, you have people who are struggling. So they, everyone is forced to go to these people, these very few people who have the money to spare. And then there's always drama. 
It's drama. Yeah, and you have to think about it too. Imagine being the few people that are quote unquote, you know, well off. They're feeling the pressures of having to borrow a lot of people money and not knowing if they're going to get the money back and you know all of these different things that come with you know like I feel like there's there's a sense of like family pressure it's like okay you're the one that's well off like and I'm not and you're family so you supposed to help me and maybe mm-hmm. that's I think that's also like a lot of what these celebrities go through too when they're when they get you know a lot of money and yeah a lot of black a lot of black celebrities they they deal with that of like feeling indebted to like oh i have to take my whole family with me i'm letting y'all know right now if i get rich i'm sorry it's only so many people i could take (laughs) it's only so many people i could take i'm sorry that's how people go bankrupt that's how they go broke that's having to take care of like all of these different people because they're the one that quote unquote made it and we're talking like second cousins third cousins yeah no baby i'm sorry and some of y'all like y'all yeah uh and so it's it's of course you know celebrities they have we're we're talking like insanely wealthy but i just think the same concept applies here where it's just like that's a lot of pressure and you know we really should pay more attention to that because I don't think that we do. I think that we, um, or a lot of people, my family anyway, was on had a had a mentality of like, well, you're already doing good. Like, you can help us. Like, you're supposed to. Like, we're family. It's like let's also thank them for being able to help you in your time of need as well. Yeah, I feel like money, it need, please release my people from the shackles of money and being money hungry. It's and not like that I deep. said earlier, it's the money be controlling people. Oh my God. It be controlling people's minds. It's insane. I just want us all to do good. Yes. That's that's gonna change it. When we're all doing good, we're all doing good. <laughs> yeah. That's all we want. Is everyone to just be okay. That's all we want. And I just uh, hoping for better in twenty twenty one. But we'll see. What's the next? topic gatherings right yeah this is supposed to be a positive we're trying to have balance here y'all can you tell (laughs) (laughs) good and bad (laughs) we've been doing a whole lot of negative talk The Black extended families do come together when it's time to celebrate. That's one thing I will say for sure. So if it's a family reunion, if it's a baby shower, if it's a graduation, you're going to invite some extended family for sure. And I think in a lot, and one thing I wanted to say 
in other cultures, don't you feel like they probably only see their extended family? This is sad to say, but like at funerals. Yes, but yes. with with more, you know, black extended. No, we see each other a lot. Like reunions, like you said, graduations, uh, birthday parties, things that you're gonna see like a lot of people. Even even my family, um, there have been so many birthday parties where uh, we've had family come up from all over. My cousin, um, she had a sweet 16. She had family coming from the top of New York. I'm talking like upstate New York, all the way down the East Coast, all coming, driving down to South Carolina to be at her sweet 16. Like, it's that serious for my family. They're going to show up. If you have a function, a big, big birthday party, like your big 40th or your big 30th or whatever, or you have a wedding, best in believe it don't matter where they are, they're going to find a way to get there. If they got to drive 16 hours, they're going to get there. Because that's, it's just important to us, you know, those events. You want to be able to show up. Yeah, those milestones are time. very much important. Right. Right. It's very important. And I love that about us. I love, when I was younger, I used to love family reunions. Now that I'm older and I kind of like don't like a lot of my family, I don't be going. But, you know, when I was younger, I used to love that shit. Yeah. I have, I've had a few family reunions. Um, I think. It was definitely really cool, especially to see other extended family that, like, it's like I'm, sometimes I'm even meeting extended family for the first time. Yeah, yeah. you meet people from different states that come, like, family reunions be lit, okay? Right, right. Um, and so I've always, I always try to go to any family reunions if that's um, happening, I try to make a point to go to graduations. My graduate, my last graduation, my uncle flew from Germany because my cousin and I were getting, uh, were graduating at the same time. Like we graduated like two days apart, literally flew all the way to New York to be at both of our graduations. Like it's, it's like, I'm like so thankful, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love when we have big events like that, and that's something that I want to continue when I get older. Because eventually, the generation that's doing all this, like doing all the reunions, it's gonna be our turn eventually. Yeah, you know, like we're gonna have to take that charge and make those, like, plan those reunions and and plan those like big parties and stuff that brings everybody together. Like, do you ever think about that? Cause I do. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna plan it because it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> That's you're funny. Yes, you I'm are. Serious. I'll go, but I'm not planning it. I've always um there have been a lot of people in my family that feel like either me or one of my cousins is going to be the one that I don't um, see you planning. I feel like you will get stressed out and overwhelmed and be like, I don't give a fuck about this no more. I'm not doing it. Oh, no. That's why I have to be rich so I can hire an <laughs> I don't like to plan things. You're absolutely right. But that's why I plan to be rich. <laughs> okay. 
Make sure you invite me. I want to come. Okay. I like other people' family events too. Those are more fun than my own family events, to be honest. Because <laughs> I don't know nobody and I could just enjoy it. Girl, just say you want some jollof rice, okay? Those exactly, try- period. Let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about that. that how I still, I've known this girl since sixth grade. Ask how many times she's given me food. <laughs> how many times she give me Nigerian food? Never. Zero. Maybe one time you shared your lunch with me when we was in high school and it wasn't even Nigerian food. It was yeah, just it regular. It was like fish or something. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had to date a Nigerian in order to get the food. Can you imagine when I've had a best friend who's been promising me food since we was 11? I never gave you fufu. No. How many times I've been asking you? I'm sorry. It takes a lot of arm work. Okay. I can't. This is sick and twisted. You even give me no rice. Girl, bye. You know how fast the jello fries goes at family functions. Are you crazy? You can give me a plate to the side. Don't play. My graduation, the rice was gone in five minutes. I kid you not. That should be hidden. I don't blame y'all, but it's sad. (laughs) It's really sad when I know you for this long. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway. Look, you figured it out. You got it. Uh, by force. <laughs> You've experienced it, and now you're better for it. Anyway, <laughs> next. Uh, wait, no. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uh, family gathering? Just like say it. My real quick. favorite is, um. I love baby showers. I love black baby showers. Oh my God. I love them. I love them because I feel like, especially nowadays, they be like lit. Like it be drinks, it be food, right. it be music. It's popping. Like, and then it's like cute baby stuff. They open in the gifts. It's a good time. Like my cousin's baby shower, um, her she had it at like this like little restaurant type place so it was like a bar there i had mimosas like it was a good time i love baby showers yeah i think it's just become a thing like even though i'm pregnant as as if like as in the mom i want all you guys to be drunk for me yeah like, like it's good that's time. the mentality <laughs> like get drunk for me yeah um yeah we i i would say um, I was thinking before doing this episode, I was thinking to some family like gatherings that I love or always have fun at. And it's definitely like um like either family reunions if I'm on I'm talking about my mom's side, but on my dad's side, when the baby is like seven days old, we have like a naming ceremony. And it's pretty much like a baby shower, but you just see a whole bunch of people drunk. Like, oh my god, you never told me about this. Yeah, they get lit. Okay, and I don't know if it's just because my family, the only family, I only drink Hennessy. But when I tell you, it's just a whole bunch of Hennessy everywhere. Um, the food, of course, you already know the food's popping. Um, the music is just blasting and everyone is just dancing and drunk and happy. 
Um, and then the money comes. You know, my favorite part of any African any African event is the money, like mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing the dollars. So it's so much fun. And then when you're a kid, it's even more fun because they kind of make it a game for you. Like, oh, pick up all the money as fast as you can. Like, so when I was a kid, it was so much fun picking up money. Um, as I'm older, it's just like the ambiance of it all is just fun. And um, the food you already know is going to be great. Um, yeah, you just have to be prepared for a loud, loud event. But it's just so lit. Um, but on either side, we always have my family. We, we just we know how to party. You know, the liquor is always ever flowing. The food is always fantastic. Right. And the music is always on point. No matter what. So love that for me. Yeah, I love that for us. Yeah, love that for us. <sighs> What's Damn, next? COVID, I want a new I want another I want another family union. Child, <laughs> when is it gonna happen? Twenty twenty five at this Literally, rate. Because the way COVID is set up, it's over for that. What's next? Oh, okay. So we are going to be talking about the black sheep of the family. We know, you know, I feel like a lot of families have black sheep. Sometimes they self-appointed. Sometimes it's obvious. Um, But specifically with the black families, I think that a lot of times people who make mistakes you know, mistakes that are that are big, you know, whether it's drug addiction or have some sort of like mental health issue. Um, family, sometimes they kind of like just write them off, like um, not trying to deal with them, not trying to talk to them. It's like, now nah, you did this. And like, because of that, I'm not speaking to you anymore. I don't, I'm not, almost as if they're not even consider, considering that person family anymore. Um, and then like the black sheep, quote unquote, becomes ostracized, um, and not supported in their journey to recovery. Like, cause someone who needs help is not going to get help by just, you know, like they need you to be there in order to receive help. You know what I mean? Like you can't just ignore them and think they're going to get help by themselves. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of just touch on that and see what your thoughts were on that. I know in my family, it is something that has happened, but it when there's a major health crisis, that's when people will come together. You know, um, regardless of what has been done in the past, regardless of any mistakes that you've made, big or small, whatever, um, even if you've been considered the black sheep, like if you have a health concern or health scare or anything that was, anything happens like that suddenly, like the family will get together and be by your side. Um, I think with some families though, that comes a little too late. And that's kind of like the tricky part about family. Um, where I think a lot of people struggle with knowing like, you know, or dealing with their emotions when it comes to dealing with family members that have made mistakes because it's like, you know, you're still processing your emotions about what they've done, but at the same time, you don't want to 
ignore them completely and then it's by the time you're ready to help that person it's too late you're hitting the nail on the head sweetie right um unfortunately yeah i feel like there's definitely black sheep on both sides of my family and it just makes me sad because a lot of the time like these people be having good ass hearts like they have good intentions but once you make that mistake in a lot of black families it's like well she's the the fuck up or like if they have mental health problems it's like oh that's crazy so and so like why does it have to be that like why do they have to be crazy or whatever why don't y'all want to support them or if they want to give their opinion on something or just try to talk it's always just like they're ignored or they're written off like their opinion doesn't matter or it doesn't count anymore because they fucked up one time right i don't know i just hate that i hate it and sometimes well i hope that people are listening and taking what we say to heart because a lot of times you don't realize this like what we're saying right now you don't realize it until it's too late like hindsight is always twenty twenty, so it's like I hope that when people are listening, they really like hear us and know that, you know, people make mistakes, and if it's your family, like that's the thing about family, you have to just kind of, you gotta be there for them, like, you know that that's what families are all about. Um, and I know there have been times where I have done that where someone has made did something that hurt me because of the struggles that they were dealing with with their mental health or, you know, their own addictions. And I let what they did, you know, cause me to just be like, uh, uh-uh, nah, like I gotta go, like gotta, can't deal with this. Right. And it's like, they're struggling with something. They're fighting whatever things that they're dealing with right now. And us just ostracizing them or just, you know, writing them off is not going to do anything to fix the problem. Absolutely. And I think that especially for me, like, I don't know, once you experience like having someone in your life who you care deeply about, who's an addict or has mental health issues, whatever the case may be, like, you grow way more compassion for that. Mm -hmm. So like seeing other people in your family being treated terribly, like it's just messed up. Like, I don't like that. Because at any moment, you don't know people, I just feel like people, you don't know where life can send you, right? Like you can easily talk down on somebody and be like, oh, like I will never be an addict. I will never be this. I will never be that. You don't know what you are capable of being like, at the end of the day, it's not up to you. You can get into an accident, God forbid, and get addicted to painkillers or whatever. Like, that's how it starts for a lot of people. You don't have control over that. So I just feel like the whole judgy thing, like, I don't fuck with that. And that whole, like, why why do you want to ostracize people? Like, what is so popping and beautiful about your family that you feel like you need to outcast somebody don't do that right because if it was you you would want the compassion and consideration so please don't and do that help. 
Yeah, you will want to be helped. So don't do that. And hopefully this message gets to somebody like, and I'm not saying, and listen, when I talk, this is somebody who's experienced it. Like, I'm not saying like, fucking bend yourself backwards over somebody who is an addict or has severe yeah. mental health issues. No, I'm not yeah. saying put well, yourself. I'm not even saying like, just, oh, give them whatever they want. And like, you yeah, know, no, no, no. Every need. That's not what we're saying. No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying, have some compassion for them. Ask them how they're doing sometimes. Reach out to them. Tell them you love them. Like, that it's really, that won't kill you. I promise. Like, it really won't. That might brighten their day. People struggle. Like, you really don't know. And, like, in Black families, a lot of the time, it's like, once they fuck up, it's like, oh, I don't know them no more. Like, fuck that. That ain't my family. You know how many times I've heard that? I've heard people say that. Like, they have a family member that's out on the street or something, and they'll be like, oh, that's not my family. Wow. Like, can you imagine? Like, imagine that was you. Imagine that was you. They'd be so stuck in their ways that they can't even... They can't even put themselves in another person's shoes. It's disgusting to me. So we want everyone to have more compassion. We want you to be more considerate when it comes to your family. You know, be more understanding. Um, But if you literally take nothing else from this episode, literally nothing else, please take away what Zaria said. Reach out to your family members. You know, reach out to your extended family. Make that small effort. Everyone is online now. We are in a panoramic. Literally. Message someone on Instagram. Message a a cousin that you used to be close with. Um, Reach out to your grandmother if she's still alive. I know that it's very easy to be distant, especially when you're you're mad at them. (laughs) But please, just try to message someone because you just never know. It might make their day. You never know. Especially if you you still have your grandparents in your life, especially your grandmas, please. This is me. I'm begging you. Please reach out to your grandma. Like, I don't have that luxury anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do that. I, like, if there's nothing else you take away, like, please at least reach out to your grandparents because they won't be here forever. They really won't. Like, they will not. So... Mm -hmm. Make that effort, sweetie. You don't want to have no regrets in life. You want to make sure that you treated the people who was there to help raise you and be there for you in life. You want to make sure you treated them with love and respect and gave them their flowers while they were still here. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to go ahead. I'm about to go message my Nana. Yes. Period. Do that. I'm going to message my Nana. <laughs> And that's that. And please reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Honestly, I wasn't nervous to do it, but I'm just curious to know how people will perceive it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully you guys 
relate in some way? Well, for me, it's so hard to properly explain like the different sides of me, you know what I mean? Because they're so different that I hope that I was able to explain properly like my experiences and like why I think the way I think when Mm -hmm. it comes to different topics because I don't know, sometimes it gets hard for me to be able to just differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just so different. Yeah, I understand. Well, I hope we got that across good. Let us know what you guys think for real. And if you're not black, like, let us know if you still relate to anything we said. Um, I would love to like hear about your experience with your extended family coming from a different, you know, background and all that jazz. And if there's anything we didn't touch on as well, please let us know. Um, so let's get into the listener questions. Let's, let's just dive on in. Do you want me to start or you want to start? You can start. Okay, so the first listener question we have here, it says, do you think that it's possible to have relations with a person and not catch feelings? Which I feel like we touched on this, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. I don't but know on this. I'll keep it very simple. It is very possible. However, the fact that you're asking this lets me know that you might have feelings for somebody. So you might want to stop or set some kind of boundaries before you keep going in the wrong direction. You need boundaries at the end of the day. You need boundaries and you need clear communication. If you don't want to catch feelings, if that's not your intention, or you don't want them to catch feelings, you need to make that very, 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 very clear. You can't just go into things assuming and having sex and touching on each other and assuming that you won't catch feelings because you're not in control of that at the end of the day. So communication boundaries. If anything gets crossed, then you need to act accordingly. That's my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know I'm going to agree. Um, that's definitely possible. It's called having fun um, to me. But like you said, you need to um, communicate or you need to just be realistic with the situation and yourself. I think sometimes when you're in relations with someone, you may get caught up in the fantasy of it as far as just like having someone there that you know you spending time with and that may cause you to kind of cloud your judgment as well if it's not you actually catching feelings for the person um because sometimes it's not even about you liking the person you just like you just like the time with the person so be very clear with yourself and your feelings and what you desire um but it is definitely possible um I'm not sure like what your intentions are as far as like what you want to do with like you know are you dating other people or I don't know any of that but you know whatever it is I hope it's what you want to do for yourself yeah but don't worry girl it's possible 
It's very possible. I want to listen to a question where we don't agree. That should be done. We do. We. I feel like we haven't agreed all the time. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah, it depends. Um, okay, so the next listener question. I'm under the impression we should be saving committed romantic relationships for our late 20s so we get to enjoy ourselves while we're young. What do you guys think? So I think it's based on your mindset, but I think the in the general sense, that would be the ideal situation. But you never know who you fall in love with. You never know where your life will take you. You never know um, the relationships that you'll be in. I know for me, I would say up until from 18 to about 22, I was like, yeah, I just want to have fun. Like, I'm not really thinking of anything serious. And, I, and you know, I don't know. She said, like, till late 20s. But for me, after 22, that's when I started thinking, okay, maybe, you know, it, I want to try to, like, date seriously and see what happens there. Um, just the way that my life has went, I have been able to still just, like, date around and have fun. Um up until my mid-20s, but I think it's all depending on the person. Um, my, like, the best scenario for me would be to have my fun <laughs> till, like, a little bit, no, I wouldn't say late 20s, but I would say, like, like now, like, 25, like, okay, it's time, like, you know, I, to experience a committed relationship. But I know people who are experiencing that since like nineteen, and they doing just fine. Um, so yeah, it's really just up to the person. There's pros and cons either way. But oh, we did t- definitely touch this when um, we had your mom on the phone because I mean on the phone on the podcast because um, that's something we talked about too. She was saying like when you're younger. You know, have your fun, enjoy yourself. Um, and when you start to get a little older, like your late 20s, that's when you start to think about, you know, being in a committed relationship. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I think of this because I feel like it's a case by case scenario, right? Right. Based on the person. You can't say we because there's no we. Everybody is different. Like some people get married to their high school sweethearts and stay married till they till they die. Like, you know? So I don't I think like for some people, yeah, they do wanna experience that life of like going through a whole phase and like going out, you know, just doing their thing. Um, but that isn't for everybody. And some people might be relationship people. Like they have multiple different relationships in their twenties. Like, I don't know. Everybody experiences things differently. So, um, I think for me personally, I was never a person who was like hell bent on relationships but at the same time, I'm also like a cancer and I'm just very like 
by default, I feel like I just give relationship vibes and it don't be on purpose, right? So I just, even if the nigga is not my boyfriend, like it gives boyfriend if we're dealing with each other. So now yeah, we've always we but we've always talked about that because that is definitely true with you. Yeah. Um and it's just been so much of a contrast with me that we always laugh about that because we're so different in that way. I like the boyfriend experience. I definitely love it and like yeah. but prior to now I never actually thought about having a actual boy I mean I thought about it of course but like it was never a priority to me but now I'm in a committed relationship and it just feels right you know like so I feel like if it feels right for you do what you want like if you want to be a hoe be a hoe by all means I endorse it but if you want to be in a relationship, that's also fine to do in your 20s. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't feel like I'm missing out on any fun. What fun am I missing out on? Like, I'm having a blast. So, I don't know. I'm doing my thing. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And I don't. I feel like my boyfriend would say the same. Like, we have mad fun together. So, um, I feel like it's a case-by-case case thing. case-by-case. And it's cause, because sometimes in relationships it depends on the person because the fun we're talking about is what well, I was talking about that I was referring to and I was younger is the opposite of what I've seen other people in relationships as far as them like losing themselves and um being so focused on the relationship that they miss out on you know life experiences and so because that ha- you're not doing that you're like, yeah, like, I don't see what the problem is. But it's like sometimes people get into relationships and completely just absorb the relationship. Like, it's just... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. And then it's like, so someone like me, I'm looking at that, like, granted, I don't feel like that's how I would be in a relationship, but I'm looking at that, like, what I'm doing is way more fun than that, right? So it's like, or it could just be you just wanting to focus on yourself. And not having to think about someone else. That could be considered fun for you. Um, you know, so there's like different things. There's different things to consider when it comes to the the fun that comes from being single versus being in a relationship. Yeah, person. Outside of, just, outside of just wanting to be dating multiple guys. Yeah. I feel like you, person, whoever has this if you want to just date it's totally fine like nobody's judging you or shaming you like you can do that like date casually have sex with who you want to have sex with up until you're in your late 20s like that's fine but it's not for everybody like I don't feel like that's a we kind of thing because some people are literally we know people who are married right now like you know, like, yeah. so. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It's just like what, like, your it's your own personal taste for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to talk about like the like the difference between me and you as far as like how we view how we I feel like how we've always viewed, um, because you've always like viewed like relationships and stuff because you've always told me like like you like being single. 
Yeah, you do. I do. <laughs> like, I like being single. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just like the, our personalities and stuff like that when it comes to how we date. Yes, we're different, you know, like we both have different outlooks on it. So you can never say like, we in general need to be, no, there's no we, baby. It's case by case. And it's like, based on who you encounter, I feel like that's another thing. You will, you might meet a person who will make you want to be in a committed relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe for now, you're just dating around and the guys you're dating are fun but they're not someone who you could see a long-term relationship with it could be that that used to be me i used to be playing like house type with niggas but i could never see a long term with them it just was fun to do in the meantime i like acting like we're in a relationship it's fun but we're not um now, yeah, this is somebody I could see myself with for a long time. So that's why I'm with him in a committed relationship. It's just different. It's different. So, yeah. Was that even a question or was they just telling us what they think? They were, they were telling us, like, do we think? Oh, they said, what do we think? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about waiting until? Okay. Okay. That was cute. I like that. So, if you guys have any more listener questions, you can always DM us at the Noir Girl Experience on Instagram. Now, let's get into song of the week. Song of the week. Song of the week. (laughs) That was so robotic. Song of the week. So song weird. of the week, song of the week. Per, per. Like, where was the rhythm before? Are you like what happened? I don't know, but yeah, we're gonna get into song of the week. My song of the week is "Pick Up Your Feelings," Jasmine Sullivan. I really had a blast listening to Jasmine Sullivan's project. I feel like if you're a woman, you need to listen to that. Not just because of the music, because she has, like, these little interludes in them. And there's different women talking about, like, their experiences with, like, different men and, like, dating. And this is really good. Like, it's good. On top of that, the music is good. The vocals are given. You already know it's Jasmine Sullivan. So yeah, we the, already know that was going The vocals is given what it's supposed to give. So yeah. pick up your feelings. is just like, wow, like, she's back she's doing what she's supposed to do so i love that song what is your song my song is just a fun fun song um i don't know it just gets me hype it gets me excited it gets me thinking about like the people i'm around and i just love it like it's called best friend by Sweetie featuring Doja Cat. You know, it's another one of those Sweetie catchy records and you either hate it or you love it. I just so happen to love this one. Um, yeah, I just think it gives, you know, it's that, it gives that bounce. Um, so, you know, check it out. It's a bop and the video is so 
cute. The video is amazing. Um, they look gorge and they really went outside the box with it as well. So I love watching the video. Um, and yeah, I just I love playing that song. I think about my best friend, like, yes. Period. It's a it's a bop, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Um, it's gonna be on our playlist, our Noir Girl Experience playlist. Yes, it will we'll be, be able to have a link in the bio to click yes. it. And go listen to all the songs. We so got have- Apple Music and Spotify. So make sure that I know y'all got either one of those. Come on now. It's in the episode details. Check it out. So yeah, we're gonna close it out now. I really hope y'all like this episode because I feel like it was hella good and we talked about hella stuff. Yeah, and I like think it was just a good topic overall, you know, and we're and this is something that we been was supposed to like this been on yeah, our topic list one. since the beginning. Um, we just never talked about it because we was yeah. like eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's why sometimes it's so hard for me. Like, we talk about all kinds of topics. Like, we're not in, like, some a little box. Like, we talk, we're going to talk about all kinds of different topics in the future, too. Like, yeah. you're going to, you're going to think about, we're going to make you think, period. Like, you're going to think about some shit after you listen to our pod. Yeah, and hopefully this episode you could relate. If you couldn't relate, I hope you still liked it. If you're not Black, I want to know your extended family experience. Please, please, please let us know. Um, Make sure you follow us, like I said, on Instagram at the Noir Girl Experience. On Twitter, Noir Girl EXP. You could like and follow our Facebook page, the Noir Girl Experience podcast i believe it is our youtube is the noir girl experience podcast as well and i think that's it it'll all be in the link tree in our episode details again if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please rate and review it's very important to us um am i missing anything uh oh you can personals yeah you can follow me Zaria on Instagram at Hey It's Poochie. Where can they find you? And you can follow me at Aziza M on Instagram. Um, I'm there. I post every day. And you need to also follow Aura Rouge Beauty. And yes, AuraRougeBeauty.com. And you can use the code what? Noir girl. N-O-I-R girl. On or percent off. Period. I know y'all got them stimulus. So. Y'all got y'all stimulus check. Go buy some or rouge. Especially the highlighters. They are the bomb.com. They're only 10 bucks. They're the best things in the whole world love them so oh yeah did we say happy new year yet i don't think so no but happy new year um you know i know the year started off with some craziness but 
I just have a good feeling about 2021, man. Um, I don't think we're going to be out of the woods just yet with like COVID and stuff, but you know, I think we're just going to see a, a major turn um, this year. Yeah. So I'm excited to see let's what happens. T- let's try to remain positive and like, right. I'm trying my best, literally. I've been trying. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of positivity this year. Yeah, I think so too. So let's. I'm manifesting it personally for my own personal life. I'm manifesting. I'm, I, pray, I pray multiple times a day. Lord, please release me from the shackles of this life that I live. I need more. Please. <laughs> I'm begging at this point. But we love y'all. We pray. I'm praying for y'all too out there. I pray that y'all have a good year. I really am. Um, we love y'all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.